Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And we're back and we're picking up where we left off yesterday. We are creating your social media master plan. And I want to summarize what we talked about yesterday on the podcast first. Now, remember, Julie and I were describing the what we feel to be the best use of social media and the best use of social media as a supplement to your proactive lead generation. It's not a replacement to your proactive lead generation. And if you're listening to us for the first time, by the way, Julie is taking the day off because she has to catch up on some the creation of some other content from our premier coaching members. Uh, so if you are listening for the first time, do go back and listen to our past podcasts. We have literally thousands of shows available on iTunes and every place else you can possibly imagine. And this is the number the, the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. So what is social media and what isn't social media? Social media isn't and never will be and really was never intended to be a replacement for real communication. At the end of the day, the most effective uh, salespeople or business professionals of any variety will be the ones that have um, a online marketing strategy, including obviously social media, but it's really predicated on their offline, their direct proactive lead generation uh, techniques. And if you don't do the direct proactive lead uh, generation techniques, the online marketing really will be mostly a waste of time. And it's as simple as this. You Imagine if you are um, selling uh, I don't know, anything, right? Cat toys, let's say. And you've got this great cat toy website. You've got this great cat toy uh, social media campaign. You've got the kitschiest, best cat toy ever. And everyone loves your cat toy, except when they actually go and try to buy said cat toy, the experience is a total disconnect. And in other words, they go to the website, they try to call somebody, they try to have an experience beyond just looking at your ads, and then they discover that there's not anything there there. That's what happens to a lot of folks who over-invest in social media, thinking that somehow the clouds are gonna part, the sun's gonna shine, and all of a sudden, magically and mystically, they're gonna be able to do a lot of real estate transactions or sell cat toys. The most important aspect of the experience is going to be the offline experience when you're speaking directly with people. And you guys all intuitively know this too. And yet, many agents get into this business and they don't actually practice what they intuitively know. Think of it this way. What is Zappos known for? You guys are going to say shoes and you'd be right. And also selling fashion stuff and you'd also be right. But what they're really known is uh, for is superior customer service. So that when you call somebody up, the experience is going to be uh, something of a very personal, uh, you know, really they get to know you. They ask you questions. They might uh, suggest other products to you. Uh, and Zappos was famous for not having any sort of time customer service calls. It was supposed to be a relationship building experience. And at the end of the day, they were following scripts. They were following procedures. They were following, you know, policies. But it was d- done in such a way that the folks really became not just bonded to the product that they were buying from Zappos, but Zappos as a brand itself. And that's an interesting analogy because Zappos is definitely an online store, and yet they've got a superior offline experience. Now, I want you to take that in consideration. How does it directly uh, correlate to your real estate business? If you're not being a proactive lead generator, if you're not actually doing anything every single day to directly contact your centers of influence and your past clients, your expired, your for sale by owners, and all the other sources of business we teach you to uh, per- directly pursue, the offline activities 
are the most important thing is what I'm trying to tell you. But if you do not do the offline proactively generation, the online activities will fall very much short. Um, so I hope you're understanding that. It's the what you do in the proactive arena versus uh, that's going to really, at the end of the day, determine your long-term success versus what you're doing in the passive arena, which is social media, which is online marketing, which is paid ads, and all those other experiences. And I can give you example after example of people who have done incredible jobs online, incredible jobs with their marketing and their advertising, their branding and their websites and all the rest of it, but their actual sales um you know, frankly, their experience, their actual sales skills, knowing how to pre-qualify people, knowing how to present, fell short. In other words, they put the cart before the horse. And that's where you got to really be careful. So you might be able to basically have a lot of leads come your way. But if you don't know how to sift and sort those, if you don't know the questions to ask, if you don't know how to sell them, then why are you doing it in the first place? So be very, very careful that you aren't seduced into doing things in the wrong way. Now, here's the things, uh, here's the real interesting aspect of doing this in the right order. If you become very efficient at proactive lead generation, which is not dependent on you buying business, by the way, you might not ever want to do the passive lead generation, which is dependent on you buying business. A lot of social media is free, obviously, but to really take it to the next level, you're going to start spending money on pay-per-click ads and whatnot. I'm going to say that again. So if you get really good at the proactive lead generation, you, the, the actual customer, having a conversation, following a, you know essentially a script or a conversation outline that leads to a predictable, duplicatable result, when you get good at that skill set, you probably will never be seduced into doing anything other than, frankly, that. And I, Julie, I've seen this happen droves and droves of times. There are folks listening right now. This is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States who are in a quagmire. You've been buying your business, trying to buy your business. You've seen your cost of your lead generation go through the roof. You've seen the results from your lead generation very much degrade over time because things become oversaturated. You're in it maybe a few years ago. Your Facebook ads were cranking out business. Maybe you had a, a really good recipe of things that were really working effectively, and all of a sudden it just sort of falls off. And that's what happens a lot of times on, on all sorts of online lead generation techniques. It'll work. I remember when Zillow came online, like uh, 2007, 2008, and I remember we had coaching clients who were subscribing to Zillow, and you know what? It worked incredibly well. There wasn't all this sharing of leads and all this other you know stuff that they've they sense integrated into their system and effectively nullifying the, all the benefits of being a Zillow premier agent over time. But originally it was phenomenal. And then over time, and by over time, it was a very short period of time, less than a year. And many of these same agents who were singing the praises of buying these Zillow leads stopped doing it because all of a sudden, you know, they were sharing the leads with three other agents. All of a sudden, they were realizing that these leads weren't that, weren't that valuable because the people weren't that motivated, that sort of thing. So this goes back to one of the rules that we have in our book, Harris Rules. Don't build your mansion on land you don't own. And I want you to think about that before I get to the next point, which is uh, about social media. But don't build your mansion on land you don't own. Think about that intellectually for a second. It's fascinating. So if you are building your business based on social media, based on branding, based on buying your business, based on pay-per-click ads, based on all this other stuff, you are building your mansion, your future. Your mansion is your future. It's your business. It's your potential. But you're actually building it on a foundation on the land that you don't own. Something could change. And things change all the time. If you guys have been in business for yourselves for more than a blank, you'll know that it's very common for Google or for any of these other platforms to change their algorithm. So the thing that was working for you great 
today, all of a sudden you wake up tomorrow morning and it doesn't work. Again, it's a very simple concept. You've built your business on land you don't own. You cannot control ultimately what that landowner is going to do. And yet you've spent all this money and this time building this magnificent business, this magnificent lead generation machine, and it's ripped right from underneath you. I've seen that happen. We've personally experienced that in our coaching business on several occasions. In some cases, you just have to factor that into the business model that you're developing. But when you're trying to build your real estate business, when you are building your real estate business, always base your long-term success on a pillar, again, lead generation spokes, but think of this, since we're talking about building a mansion, right? Imagine you're putting in a foundation. So build your primary foundation, the most important thing in your business around something that you can always control. You know there are always going to be expires. You know there are always going to be people you can call. There will always be for sale by owners. There will always be all these other sources of business we teach you guys to chase. No matter what goes on in the market with interest rates, who the president is, none of this stuff matters. There will always be those sources of business that you can proactively lead generation uh, generate to. Always and forever. That will always and forever be true. I want you to think about that. That will never change. Now, if you then can develop the skills that will make it so that you can predictably and duplicatably pursue that business, it, it's a, a, what we coach is a combination of obviously offline activities, calling them, directly communicating with them, combined with online activities. So we're teaching you how to do the best of both worlds to effectively get in front of that person, to communicate with that person, and to earn the right to be their listing agent primarily. That's what we hope uh, you guys will understand, that in this market, focus all your best energies on being listing agents. That is what we teach in our coaching program. That's the foundation of what we teach. Now, what is the benefit of doing it this way? You own the uh, the ground and you own the mansion. Your own, the ground is your skill set, your skill, your what you know, how you know how to do it, how you can control your time. Knowing when you wake up in the morning, knowing that you your effort is going to equal your results, and it's not predicated on somebody else. That is the first step in building long-term wealth. Because after you can uh, figure out how to do that, you can actually scale that. By scaling that, that means you can build a team around that, those skill sets. You can start to essentially delegate the, the lower uh, yield tasks that maybe are clogging up your life now, transaction coordination and things like that. But in the interim, the thing that matters is take the time to develop the skill set. That way you can always have predictable and duplicatable business versus buying your business. And hopefully this makes sense. But with that said, uh, we are talking about social media this week and we are talking about ways you can leverage it and we are talking about what to leverage it, really what to expect from it. And as we said yesterday, what social media is, it's the thing between uh, mass communication, which let's just call that old school communication, old school media, and direct online, or I'm sorry, and direct offline conversations, right? So it's this strange, amazing thing that's in between the two. It's got that mass media effect in some cases, obviously, and then it's also got that direct communication thing. And you guys, you know, all of you have been on Facebook probably. I mean, who's if you were on Facebook at some point and got off or you're on it now, there is an, there is an aspect of it that is broadcasting like a normal, you know, old school media. And yet you have that intimate sort of feel of a conversation. You guys get it? You, of course you do. You use social media. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So if you can understand that that's the purpose of it and it's not designed, it never will, replace direct proactive communication. So just summarizing in case you didn't listen to the last couple of days. All right, so letter C, build a social media content calendar and stick to it. Now, uh, we talked about this yesterday, but this is a great idea uh, to for you to consider. 
exactly what your goal is, and that was the first point we made, is what is your goal from social media? And our, what we're suggesting is you use it to uh, reinforce your, on, uh, your offline communication, your proactive lead generation. So build a social media content calendar. It's very, you know, very simple. This isn't anything that takes a, you know, a, a rocket science degree to understand. Monday might be market updates. Tuesday might be coming soon listings. Wednesdays might be buyers wanted. Thursdays might be thrilled clients. Fridays might be you know, open houses or announcements of events or some interest rate thing that's happened, anything. It could be like, you know, Free Friday where you just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Now, we will suggest that you also integrate into your social media personal aspects. And again, these, these are the things that you maybe wouldn't think that other people would be interested in. You'll be shocked how many people are interested in your silly cat video, how you're working, doing a CMA and how there's some, you know, cat that won't get off your desk. People love that stuff and it makes you more human. It takes the edge off. Um, and you like looking at it as well. And that's what you remember. It's kind of funny too. Uh, you know, it's uh, Maya Angelou said this, right? They'll long forget about what you told them. They'll always remember how you made them feel. And that's really true with social media, um, especially. You might find, and this is kind of funny, but it's we've had this experience too, that you can have the best skill set, the best everything, the, you know, you have the stellar real estate reputation. You are known to be the best of the best when it comes to selling houses in your market. And yet the reason that they're going to do business with you is because you have a golden retriever. I know that seems funny, but here's the counterbalance to that. They wouldn't have done business with you had you just had the golden retriever. The golden retriever is the thing that humanized you um, because you had this aura of being so successful. And maybe some people didn't find that as approachable as you know they would have or they do now because they can see you're like them and you love dogs. You guys get it? So just think about this. Look to see what you're attracted to online. Look to see who you follow online. Why is it that you like this Instagram uh, person's um, you know, campaign or how they're presenting themselves? And, and it doesn't have to be all these fakey do stuff. I know that it is so incredible to me that there are um, people, and I think incredible in a good way too. I'm not criticizing. I'm not being a skeptic. I just think it's incredible. There are so many people, so many younger people mostly, who've been able to build careers around essentially creating almost like an avatar to themselves in these parallel universes where they look better than, you know, they're, again, it's all digitized, right? You can create deep fake videos. You can, uh, you can modify pictures. You can drop in backgrounds of, you know, there's Bob and, uh, you know, Iceland, or there's Bob uh, rowing a boat at Lake Como. But it could all be completely digitized and completely fake. There's so many people that do that. And nobody stops to actually wonder how these influencers on Instagram can be in one part of the world one day and one part of the world the next. It's all an illusion. It's a show that we've talked about uh, before in the show, our podcast, about how their sets, their studios in L.A., where these influencers will go show up and they'll sit on a fake jet and act like they're having champagne and caviar while they fly to one place to the other. And they'll take a whole bunch of pictures. A professional photographer will take a whole bunch of pictures and then they're off to the races. This is what the world has come to. But it's not that different really than what's going on, what's been going on forever in all other forms of media. People seem to be interested in, obviously people are interested in other people, but people are interested in other people's lives. But it's almost like there's this mass illusion of people being interested in a, uh, almost like a fake life 
that maybe they think they should aspire to. And a lot of social media stars, uh, a lot of these Instagram uh, models and whatnot uh, in particular, they're making, a lot of them are making serious money just off the fact that they've been able to create this illusionary life that other people can fantasize about. I, don't you guys think sort of in, that's interesting? It's weird. It's bizarre, especially if you're our age. When, you know, I'm 51, right? I mean, when, when I was coming up, for you to have any sort of recognition, you actually had to have, I don't know, done something other than acting like you've done something. But now on uh, social media, acting like you've done something is having done something, and the world rewards you for it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. I think it's amazing, and I think it's really cool, actually, that people are figuring out that that's a way to, um, you know, it's, it's the new TV, really. It's the new, um, you know, it's the new magazines. It's the new everything. It's, it's pretty fascinating. All right, so a letter D, and this one's really important. Engage with your followers consistently, and this is from uh, Sprout Social. Individual social media platforms have their own ways to help you maximize reach as well. On platforms like Twitter and Instagram, utilizing hashtags is a great way to distribute your content further. Hashtags help you to reach people that, are not only, that not only follow you but are following a specific trend or interest. On LinkedIn and Facebook, join groups related to your industry and share content where it relates to the conversation. All right, so I'll do my best explaining what hashtags are. Uh, they're not that complicated, and some of you who are more knowledgeable about this, if I get any of this wrong, feel free to text me and correct me. It's 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. All right, so hashtags. Let's talk about that as it relates to Instagram because Instagram, we have a person that works with us that does our social media, but on Instagram in particular, I do some of it as well because frankly, it's so easy. So what happens is you'll put up a picture. Let's say it's of the new listing you have. And let's say the new listing is in a specific neighborhood that, you know, is known for great schools or just, you know, whatever. So, you know, in that particular community, there might be people that are interested in the actual Oakhurst neighborhood, let's call it, in the Oakhurst uh, school system. And maybe there's a great Oakhurst conservatory and there's an Oakhurst this and Oakhurst that. So what happens is, is when you put up that picture on Instagram, and this also works on other socials too, but Instagram in particular, for the sake of example, you will then put up this great picture of this new listing in the Oakhurst subdivision. And then you're gonna wanna hashtag it. You're gonna put in a great description, proud to represent the owners in this new beautiful, and what, you know whatever the description is. Shorter descriptions are better. People don't read long form. I'll tell you what's better than a picture. No doubt a short video is better than a, a picture. So if you have to choose between the picture and the, and the um, a video, go with video. You'll get three or four times the amount of people that'll pay attention to it. And then hashtag it with relevant, uh, essentially keywords that describe what that media is about. So you've created this little short video, 30 seconds, just showing the house. You don't even have to necessarily be on camera. And then you want to hashtag it. So a hashtag might be, Oakhurst, a hashtag might be Oakhurst Elementary, Oakhurst uh, Conservatory, Oakhurst, whatever the keywords are. Now, here's what then people will do. This is where it gets a little complicated, but it's not that complicated. People then will go to Instagram, for example, and they'll actually go and search the actual hashtag. So they'll go and they'll put in, um, uh, they'll put in the word, uh, Oakhurst, let's say. And then what's going to come up when you should test this as well. What's going to then come up is they're going to see the first thing will come up as the uh, results will be hashtag Oakhurst. Then they're going to click on that. And then when they click on that, they're going to see all the other people that tagged their Oakhurst related content. So it shows up on this conglomerate sort of Oakhurst uh, feed of all the other people that have created content. So let's say you're Bob and Sally real estate. You listed this house in Oakhurst. 
Bob and Sally, you guys might have, you know, four or 500 people that are following you, or maybe four or 5,000 people that are following you. Uh, but if you put in Oak, the hashtag Oakhurst, not only now are you uh, giving your opportunity to the people in your own group that are following you to know about that Oakhurst subdivision, but everybody else that's interested in Oakhurst are now going to be getting access or being notified about your actual listing in Oakhurst. So what that is, is a, a, here's a different way of thinking about it. These hashtags, what they are is they're big buckets where other people who are wanting to put their relevant content in these big buckets, including you. Now, here's the next question. How is it that you go about if you're putting, let's say um, the Oakhurst hashtag has you know 10,000 posts in there. You don't just throw yours in there and hashtag your post Oakhurst and expect it to go to the top. The uh, Instagram and all these other uh, platforms, they'll give preference to people that have, for example, a verified account on Instagram. And you, we can talk about verified accounts on another day, but you can Google it as well. But once you have a verified account, that little blue check mark, what that is essentially is saying that uh, Instagram has verified that your account is legitimate, verified that you're who you say you are, verified that your content does something for public good. That is one of the requirements of having verified content. And then they're going to put your, uh, then they're going to give preference to your um, your, your contribution to the Oakhurst uh, hashtag, for example, and then they're going to put it higher up on the page. And that then will give your, uh, your um, picture, your listing, more exposure and obviously give you more exposure as well. And they do all this, this is the best part, for free. So this is the thing that's really magic about social networking and you know these types of platforms is that it's all, it doesn't cost you anything. You can obviously spend money and enhance what you're doing. You can run targeted ads. You can do things with social media that the big media companies can never even possibly do. If you decided, here, think about this. Let's go back to our lovely four-bedroom house in Oakhurst, right? You can actually go into Facebook. Facebook owns Instagram. And you can actually go and then have use their search tools. And you can search for people that are living in Oakhurst have maybe that are a certain age that have liked similar posts. You can actually go and then let's say you have three or four main competing uh, list competing listing agents that also uh, try to chase the listings in Oakhurst. You can then tell the the uh, at the uh, Facebook algorithm that you want to also expose your Oakhurst ad that you've just put up on Instagram or Facebook. You know your post that's going to be an ad. You can then have it show up or have it uh, potentially show up to all the people that are following your competitors, for example. I'm not necessarily telling you how to do, you know, that's what you should do, but that's an example. So you can really deep dive and really, really segment who it is that you're going to be exposing your media to, which is something that old media could never do, ever, ever, ever. You run an ad on a particular TV show or you run a billboard on a particular, uh, you know, you know, freeway. You have no idea if anyone's going to see it, who's going to see it. It's just basically like a throwing it against the wall. With social media, you can be so targeted and so effective that it's absolutely off the charts. But let me warn you, it is a rabbit hole of all rabbit holes because it is so it's detailed, analytical, so specific and particular, and so many little nuanced approaches that if you don't take correctly, you lose your effectiveness by tenfold. Going back to my original point that you don't have to do any of this if you get really good at the proactive lead generation. The really good proactive lead generation for 99% of you is going to do everything you possibly want to have, create everything you can possibly want to create with your real estate business or really any business. And the social media is just supposed to enhance it. That's the reason, because it is complicated, that's the reason that there's so many people out there that are in the business of doing this for you, of creating this for you. 
and they make a lot of money from it. And you're not necessarily going to know how to hold them accountable to results. You see what happens? This is the this is the real fallacy in any kind of media. Now, social media is slightly different because you can actually say, I want to target people in Oakhurst. I want to target people that are thinking about selling in the next six months in Oakhurst. In some cases, you can actually drill down on that. And then you can actually say, well, I can see that this money spent resulted in this particular lead, which resulted in this particular listing. But to know how to do all of that really isn't a tremendous amount of work, which is the reason why most agents will then spend money on it. And are you spending money with somebody who actually knows how to do it? How much money do you have to spend? How long are you going to have to do it? How much should it cost for you to da 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 You guys see how this opens up Pandora's box? So for most of you, and this is going to be my final point for today, for most of you, you will actually be better off, you know, let, just focusing all your best energies on being a, uh, being a really effective, proactive lead generator. And if you wish to, at some point, enhance your offline, proactive, direct approach to generating business with the offline or with the online lead generation, like what I was just describing, go for it but it's going to be something that you should not lead with. Don't do it first. A lot of agents get into the business. All agents get into the business doing things out of order. Julie and I, and maybe one other person, are the only people in the industry who are saying, learn how to be a proactive lead generator first. And then if you want to supplement with all this other stuff, you can. And the problem is, is if you don't do it in that order, as to my example earlier, even if you get the lead, you're not necessarily going to have the sales, sales skills to actually close the business. And that's assuming you get the lead in the first place. And there's, unless you're coming from a deep background and knowing how to do all this stuff, make it secondary, third, dare, uh, third cursory, make it maybe never that you never do it, but at least understand what its purpose is. And I'll summarize with uh, what I summarized with yesterday is if you have to focus on, you should have some social media profile set up. A profile is nothing other than your information that appears when somebody searches. So like somebody searches Facebook, you're there. So set up a Facebook business page. Um, you can occasionally put up postings on there. You don't have to worry about it. It's not designed, a, a basic profile type listing It's not designed to create business for you. It's designed for you to be found. So if someone goes to Google and they do a search, your Google business page will appear. Your Instagram business page will appear. Your LinkedIn business profile will appear. Um, you know, those are, the, those are the three basic ones, but realistically there's five that you should have a basic profile on. And after that, go back to learning how to be a powerful proactive lead generator. That is the recipe, that is the formula for you to have a sustainable business. Otherwise, if you do it out of order, you're gonna most likely, most of you, you know, it, you're gonna spend money endlessly and needlessly, not really knowing how to hold any of it accountable. And you're gonna wake up one day and you're gonna say, why am I not getting more business from social? And then you're gonna realize, well, maybe I should have learned how to be a really effective, proactive lead generator in the first place. And then maybe I would have never had to spend any money or wanted to spend any money on the passive stuff. Hopefully this all resonates with you guys and you understand where we're coming from. We don't want you to be like the normal agent who fails out of this business in 24 months. Something like over 90% are out of the business within 60 months, but most fail within the first 24 months. We want you to be in this business for years. We want you to build a future around this, a legacy around this. We want you to embrace the blessing that being a real estate professional truly is. But for you to do that, you have to avoid the minefields. And, and I hope you're, we're breathing the same air and you're realizing 
we're we're trying to say what we're well we are saying what we are saying to you for the sake of making it so you increase your likelihood of success and you de decrease your likelihood of failing out of the business because what truly breaks our hearts is we see amazing people who had huge potential who followed the wrong path and then as a result of following the wrong path they failed out of the business and they thought it was their fault they thought they were the failure without realizing what failed was the path that they were on. They just chose the wrong path. They had lack of exposure to a different way of thinking, thusly resulting in them failing. That is something that we are going to fight like hell to help you guys avoid. And so please take what we're saying seriously and understand what our motivation is, which is to be of service to all of you. So listen, guys, if you need us for anything, if you want to correct me on any of the things I said with regards to um, the social networking stuff, because like I said, it's very complicated. Or if you want to talk to Julie and I about joining us at EXP Realty, we're here for you. Please do consider us as a potential to be your EXP sponsor. Uh, text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.